This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, this is Dan. And this is Kelly. And we are recording live at the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, we did it. Holy shit, we're at the top. Wow. Yeah, guys, it's not really that hard. I'm sort of out of breath, but like... If you just like bring snacks, take it slow, it's it's pretty easy. Yeah, I could feel it in my legs a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what everybody's talking about. Yeah, like, what just is like it? relax a little yeah, bit. People yeah, they like, probably just try to overexert themselves yeah, or something. Yeah, that's probably it. That's yep. why so many people died. Yep. It's crazy. It Speaking sure of um, dying, Dan, I have something to tell you. What um, is it? I came on this climb with you because I'm going to kill you. I'm going to push you off and kill you. What? You've come to the end of the road. I think that's, that's it for you. I knew it. You bitch. You bitch, I knew it. Oh my god, I knew it. You used me. You took the best years of my life. You used me for my money, my sex, my woodworking skills, all my toys, my beautiful voice, my family connections, my cooking abilities, my athleticism, my virility, my natural charisma. Oh, you took those years of my life. I hate you, you bitch. I hate you and I'll never trust you again. Just do it. Just do it. Oops. Oh, shoot. You just kind of stumbled down. I guess pushing <laughs> someone off a mountain is a little hard. It's yeah, like a it's wide. Yeah, it's pretty big. Wide. Yeah. It's got a wide berth. Probably would have worked better to take you to the edge of a cliff. What's like a famous cliff? Hey, Dan, do you want to go on like a hike with me up to a cliff or something? Sure. This, this is Make, Make Me, me like, like It. Welcome, folks. Hi, folks. How are ya? It's another episode of Make Me Like, like It. Can you believe it? We got another one. We thought we would get canceled. Yeah, we thought that uh, Amir and Jake would say, no mas. Yeah. But, but they uh, said, well, the mas, mas, mas. Si, mas. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, you guys learned Spanish. And uh, Dan's nodding at me right now. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I think my brain died, and I was like, "Okay, Kelly, Mine let's see where too. this goes." Mine did too. Uh, so welcome to the show, guys. Anywhere. You guys look great. You're fantastic-looking people. Yes, and um, very cute with your little headphones on. Little headphones and your little hats. That's yeah. what I thought you were going with. That. Oh, your cute little hats, multicolored. <laughs> what was very that from? Cool. Oh yeah, the GI Joe. We're all wearing little hats. What was that? Remember that? All right. I'm Forget shaking my it. head now. G.I. Joe PSAs. You're losing me, Kelly. That's two times. You get three more, YouTube, you're you out. you assholes. They're funny. Okay. Anyway, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for getting chubby with us here in Copter City. I think we just heard a copter fly by. We did. The other night, there was a copter circling our street. That's right. And we had guests sleeping over and uh, there were, from out um, of town. And I felt embarrassed that they were being woken up by the insane copter sounds. And uh, the, I was actually near the scene of, I don't even know if it was a crime, but <laughs> they were literally <laughs> shining a spotlight on a group of teenagers. Oh, my God. But it wasn't You were like, out walking the dog. I was at home worrying about you getting shot down by a copter. Boy, you see a copter and you should walk away from it, but I am just so drawn to it. You know who... (laughs) I'm like, I gotta see. You know who I always imagine driving the copters when I see them in LA? Is that... um, That trans woman that was in the the O.J. Simpson documentary? Boy, I don't know who you're talking about. Remember, she was like, she was the copter driver of uh, the yes, little white bread okay, Bronco. Yeah, 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 I do. And they interview her so many times, and yeah. I just imagine her driving the copters. It's always interesting with the trans person if, in history, you know, she she had this role, but she was a man then. Yeah, I think I read somewhere about how you're supposed to refer to them. I think it's her forever now. Okay. Yeah. But isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Get to rewrite history. History. Speaking of history. Yes. uh, We got a big one today. Oh, my God. Guys, we (laughs) wanted to talk about, or our guest wanted to talk about Richard Nixon. Yes. Right in time for all of this garbage to hit the fan in the news. The 37th president. I actually don't know what number he is. Oh, Jesus. 47th. 42nd. Definitely not that. 49th. Definitely not that. 52nd. Do you know how many presidents there have been? Hell no. 45. No, it's as many states as there are. It's 50. 
I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh no, Kelly. I'm just kidding. You're confusing guys, me. Guys, we had the like most insane week ever. We're we're recording this like this week. You guys are getting like a pretty up to the date episode here because la- last week we had like the craziest week in the news and then this week is already getting insane. Um right now this is like Tuesday the 16th, so you guys are going to be getting this on the 18th and who the fuck knows what will be happening by then. Yeah. More and more stuff keeps coming out so that it's very tumultuous. And another person who had a tumultuous presidency is Richard Nixon, who uh, during his second term was forced to resign because of the Watergate scandal. Now, I don't know much about Richard Nixon, except for the fact that I know he's made fun of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's not cool. There were like masks made of him and yeah, people like, he's like did an robberies old, in the masks. He's an old sweaty man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am not a crook. And then him like leaving. Yeah. He was like an Animaniacs character probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's more, he was more cut out for the Animaniacs than he was for, uh, for the presidency. <laughs> and so that's all I really know about him. And I never really took a, uh, any uh, like recent history class that I took didn't really spend a lot of time at him, so I, I don't know anything about him. So I was fascinated to hear about him. Yeah, today. hear from the the horse's mouth. Well, not at all, not from Nixon himself, but no, you know, from but from a horse, from a horse, from a horse like man named Jack Allison. Yeah, horse like strength. I'm talking yeah. about the strength, strength, beautiful and hair, endurance, endurance. Yeah, loves uh, carrots, mus- muscles probably. Will race you at any second. Oh yeah, he'll just take off. Um, but Jack um is a hilarious. Yes. Great guy. We worked together at Funny or Die back in 2013. Yeah. Um, and I met him the weekend. I met him the morning after you proposed to me. And we oh, went and yeah. got a hamburger. Jack and I were in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking him, I think I remember saying, I think I'm going to propose to uh, my girlfriend. Do you think I should? <laughs> what did he say? Well, I, I, I was just no, like, do you think you that, idiot? I, I think I think I'm going to do that? I think he's just like, okay, because <laughs> then I invited him to the bar that <laughs> night. I proposed to Kelly at a bar in Brooklyn uh-huh. that is, was in our old neighborhood. Uh-huh. I surprised her, mm-hmm. and uh, but I was in town for a funnier die shoot with Jack Allison and Joe Buck, the uh, right uh, mm-hmm. sports broadcaster. And I invited Jack. I was like, if you want, like, feel free to come to the bar and to celebrate like, with what us. Are you fucking crazy! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to show well, up. Also, like, we're on a long flight and stuff. But I think. Yeah. He was like, okay, man, you know, you have fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I do love Jack. I think yeah. he's a great guy. Really, really funny. Great writer. He also wrote for um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live yes. uh, for like the last year and a half or so. And now yeah. he's out about town pitching stuff, making stuff. Oh, nice. He's yeah. so fucking smart. You guys are going to get a earful of ridiculous smartness yeah, in this so, podcast. Um, uh, this get, is so fucking intense. Yeah, yeah. Buckle the yeah, fuck yeah. up, <laughs> folks. <laughs> And enjoy. enjoy. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for being here, Jack. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. We appreciate right. it. Uh, we appreciate it. You coming downtown at rush hour. Yeah, right. that was hard. Sorry, we were a little late. <laughs> for the listen- <laughs> listeners are very interested in uh, traffic patterns and ha- yeah. what time everyone got here. So we were a little late. Jack was here first. Very punctual. A very quick drive down from Echo Park where I oh, live now. Oh, so, yeah. Know, very Echo easy Park to get Wait, that's downtown. new too. Shot, it is new, yeah. You I'm got a whole right new now. life. I have a dog now. Too. You do? I have a dog now. Oh, my there. God. Uh-huh. And I don't want to say this on the air if, if you're not. Are you still dating Caitlin, yeah, my friend? That's awesome. Oh, my God. Me and Kate are dating. And we yeah. have a dog and we in live Echo in Echo Park? Park now. Yeah. That's su- you're like super cool. I'm you're, cool. I'm yeah, cool. Yeah. I walk around the park. <laughs> I have a dog. I get yeah. the coffee from yeah. Blue Bottle. You're oh cool. my, you're cool. You're a cool I'm guy. I'm fucking cool these days. <laughs> Which is why I'm here to talk about <laughs> why I like Richard Nixon. <laughs> well, you have to have the confidence of a cool man to be like, I got this. I got Nixon. Um, so I do mean, you, Do you think alt-right people like, like Nixon? I don't think alt-right people have any real conception of like who Richard Nixon right, is like okay. I, I think honestly these guys I listened to a little of the the one you guys did up on 4chan uh, right uh, yeah with Matt Klinman uh, yeah uh, um, and and I, there's it was a very interesting podcast but uh, on those all right guys I feel like they like their only like political you know philosophy is that it makes you mad whatever right. thing that whatever will make you mad exactly. is what they like and wants want to have done it like, feels good yeah. it that's feels why, good it makes their dicks hard really, it does yeah. it does they're 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 uh, they're single issue voters and the single issue is getting their dicks hard yeah. Yes, by, <laughs> by others' pain, filling up their dicks with pain. It's so crazy that Tears. it is like that. I hate that saying, but it is like alt 
is it conservatism is the new punk rock or alt right is the right. new punk rock? But I, and it I, it's not true, ugh. but it it sort of is because I do. I'm an old fart now. Yeah. yeah. That like when people say things, I'm like, <gasps> you know, like I, I've come out to the bastion of like yeah. privileged um, progressive people, and I yeah. understand why things are that way, and I agree with a lot of it. So now when people say shit, yeah. I'm such a, a baby. Um, <laughs> well, and and I do think that that's what it is. I and so yeah. whenever people are like, you know, like, oh, is Trump's base gonna turn on him? of this i'm like well is it making you mad then no then no they won't. yeah they right. are still gonna like it because like anderson cooper and all these people are like in a tizzy about it on yeah. television rolling like, their eyes visibly like we were you know and and you know it's it, it's not entirely one-sided like right. we that's been yeah. many years we spent like a decade or two like basically being like you guys are fucking idiots like yeah right. you. and because they are for the most part yes. but we got too like brazen about it we were saying it too much on television it was too normalized yeah to and so be now like all you the... guys are stupid and we're smart exactly and yeah. so now all like, the smarty pants on television yeah. these all right guys are like don't you feel fucking stupid yeah now yeah. everybody gets to feel stupid <laughs> <laughs> yes welcome to 2017 yeah. everybody Everybody feels like Everybody an idiot. Everybody gets to yeah. feel like a total fucking idiot. It is like <laughs> a test right now of patience with, well, so to get into Nixon stuff, but like the firing of the FBI, mm-hmm. uh, what's his position called? Comey. I know James Comey. Comey was FBI. fired. Director, thank you. He's the director. Comey was fired. the second AD of the FBI. They probably do have literally almost the same exact job like titles. Yeah, story editor. Yeah. Yeah, story editor. Co-producer of Comey, the FBI. Comey was just fired yesterday. James Comey was uh, fired recording yesterday. Of this. Yeah, which I which I found out actually in like a very like old news way of finding out. I was like getting my hair cut and a guy at oh, the barber wow. shop was like, wow. "James Comey got fired." Wow, like, holy shit! Was it a cool like, barbershop? No, it was Floyd's, so it was oh. like far from okay. Being cool. That's, yeah, oh, it, <laughs> was it was a very cool. gentrified uh, yes. uh, barber shop. Right, right. Yeah, 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 it wasn't it was. like an old man reading the newspaper. No, 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 no. Okay. It was a guy off his phone, but I still was like, "Oh, what a little bit of fun." Yeah, yeah. To, to hear big news how that crazy way. it was that uh, this guy got fired. Wow. So as a fan of Nixon, what what do you think? It's an interesting thing. I mean, uh, yeah. ultimately, <laughs> we can get into it with Nixon. Yeah. You know, if you want me to talk about like Trump and Russia and stuff like that, I think that the big difference between Trump, Russia, and Nixon, Watergate is that Nixon ultimately like is smarter than Trump, and right. like the reason Nixon Seems ended like up like it. getting in trouble is because he wanted to involve himself in everything. Like right. ultimately, like Nixon didn't order like the Watergate break in, but when his guys like Heilman or whatever came to him and were like, "This thing happened and it's getting bad," he like got himself involved. Right. Trump, I wonder if it will ever go all the way to him because. I feel like even if they came in the room he and they were like, we're talking aside. to Russia, he's like just watching fucking, you know, Jake Tapper and eating yeah. like Big, big Macs. Getting you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think maybe it's possible he was told directly, like, we're colluding with Russia and he like still won't reg- like never heard that said. Like, yeah. he could maybe probably take a lie detector it. and be like, I yeah, didn't, uh, I don't, I don't know anything about this or whatever. So what, uh, tell me, tell me a little, remind me about what Watergate was. So Watergate was basically <laughs> a, a break-in of the DNC. It was, I mean, we're we're going through a lot of the same Democratic stuff. National Convention. Right. So okay. at, at the Watergate Committee. Hotel, yes. okay. some guys basically at the directive of this, like basically Nixon had a little like click of people that would do kind of like fucked up sort of pseudo extra legal stuff Whoa, for him. Okay. Then they worked in the White House and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and these guys organized a break in of the DNC to get information to use during the uh, 1972 presidential election. Okay. And gotcha. it sort of got botched. Right? And it got Maybe, botched. It yeah. got fucked up. Like they're they they're just as just as the, uh, things have been through with politics throughout all of time. It was like stu- done stupidly by stupid people. And <laughs> well, like, how did and it get botched? Was it? Like, they didn't get anything anyone. that good. They and like they had got a caught? whole plan. They got seen through the window and by shit. Forrest like, Gump. Yeah, by Forrest Gump himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, who they, he's a crafty one. He's been yeah, all over the place. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, no, but they like got caught. They got seen. They got the police called on them. Like the fact that the reason why uh, you know it got botched because it became a big deal. Like right. uh, mm-hmm. uh, they wouldn't have got caught uh, caught if it didn't get botched. But okay. ultimately, the thing that's crazy about that and what's such a tragedy in the end uh, uh, is that he was on track to win that election. Like right. he didn't need this information. Like this is another thing sort of about Nixon is that he's this sort of like control freak guy who felt uh, uh, who felt that people fucked him over and he right. felt that he was sort of like smarter than everybody 
everybody else and had to win at all costs. Uh, uh, he's the Michael Jordan of presidents. <laughs> oh, in Michael many Jordan ways, yeah. Same. Many people call him the Michael Jordan <laughs> yes, of presidents. Yeah. Even Those back two, then. Always. Yeah, always, yeah. This guy's like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Where Michael Jordan was oh only a child. I need to remember that quote so I can like quote that on the tweet that advertises this podcast. <laughs> nice, yeah. Richard Nixon, the Michael Jordan of presidents. Uh, uh, yeah. Find yeah. out why Richard Nixon is the Michael Jordan of politics. I mean, the competition. So, but, but ultimately, like, he was going to win that election. Like, wow. he, these guys did this, and, you know, he also didn't have to involve himself in the cover-up of it. Like, this is a guy who just had to be involved in every decision because he thought he was smarter than everybody uh-huh. because he had, like, a, 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 you know, a Napoleon complex or, like, a lesser-than complex. What is Why that? Like, an yeah. inferiority complex. Yeah, yeah. Right, which I, which the... The, the president that let the uh, the bombings happen. What was his name again? Boy, this that's a tough. Uh... Remember, we were just watching the Oliver Stone documentary about the guy, the president. Oh, oh uh, uh... is it also Nixon? Maybe? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> who dropped Who dropped the uh, atomic bomb? Uh, Truman. Truman. Yeah. yeah. So was Truman kind of in the same boat as in like? Because didn't he have also like a, I an thought inferiority? He was a little dumber. He was a dumb dumb, but and he also... also had the inferiority complex. Yes, yeah, stupid are the president. I mean, Let's look, I'm not, I'm not yeah. like any expert on Truman but <laughs> yeah. like he also came on, came on right at the, after Roosevelt right. and this war had been going on yeah. for fucking ever. I listened to like a long thing about the drop of the nuclear nuclear bombs and like I think this is a hardcore history actually. Oh, so nice. I, I'll say it yes. much stupider than that guy yeah, would. Yeah, uh, right. uh, but uh, and I think with it was less something voices. like <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he does and, a voice. He's <laughs> Yeah, whenever he does a voice he goes the guy, da, 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 like his volume goes up and like the, five. So the guy, Genghis Khan, Genghis, yeah, Genghis. He's very is into Genghis. Like, is he, he just... according to Hardcore History's okay. Dan Carlin? Today, I tried to have a conversation with a man from Mongolia who's my dri- driver in a Ooh, lift, and yeah. I tried to bring up Genghis Khan, but I was speaking too quickly, and he d- blew over his head. Then, and he was, uh, and then like ten minutes later, he was you like, "You would have finally gotten when you to the speak source quickly." I can't understand you. I'm still very bad with English. And I was like, fuck, well, I don't want to go back and like read. But Genghis Khan is not English. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, true. that's true. That's true. Uh, um, I should have said it in a Mongolian accent and then I would have gotten across. <laughs> yeah, classic uh, Mongolian perfect. accent. But my understanding with Truman, just to quickly yeah. do that, is that like, you know, the, obviously these things are looked at as like uh, horrific uh, war crimes and atrocities now. Right. But think of it in the context of you're an American. This war has been going on for like 15 years. Right. Like we're just shipping people over to get fucking killed over there. Right. If if the if Americans had found out that we had some like secret weapon that could end the war and we didn't use it, that would have been like I mean as fucked up as it is, it would have just been politically like not good for him. So yeah, like right. that's part of why the decision was made. Right. And, and also just outside of politics, I think everybody was just like, let's get this fucking war done with. Right. Uh, uh, and he was for some reason under the impression that no innocent people would be bombed. I mean, I don't think that that's probably actually true. Right. But, they just uh, dropped it on a city. But then yes, right? and I also confusing. think he just was like a dumber man, He's and like Roosevelt man. was like a more thoughtful, intelligent person. Right. And then this other guy comes in and he's like, well, fuck. Like, that's ultimately I what I think about like almost me. every president is that they're just some guy that like, just because you're good at like campaigning doesn't mean that you're like a good leader. And like, right. true. and it, you you do a campaign really, really good. And then they're like, you did it. Now you're sitting in an office. And then it's like generals start coming in and they're like, sir, we have to like drone strike. And you're like, whatever the fuck you guys say. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I just got a bunch I'm of people to like me. Like, I'm a stand up. I yeah, just yeah. did a big stand up tour. And now people are like, they, like these important generals are coming in saying to do uh, doing do well things. even that comparison <laughs> like the idea of a stand-up up. comedian running a, a television show often doesn't work right because right. it's like i'm a stand-up comedian i get up the on stage I, I tell yeah i tell jokes <laughs> i've been doing that for a long time now you have me sitting down at a I desk for myself telling people <laughs> and like structuring story telling people yeah. what to do answering questions answering to executives it's like a weird what i do thing. is i write like jokes on a on an index yeah. card <laughs> yeah, that's like that and then i, like, then I sort the of remember thing, them yeah. over time yeah that, <laughs> those are the two things i have to do i tell the same jokes over and over actually because <laughs> it's easy for me uh, so, um so wait so what uh what campaign did did nixon run on like what was his thing he was gonna do well okay so he actually very similar to trump but let me go back actually yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Go back. because i think that like what what's important to understanding nixon and why i like do have yes yeah. and i, I, I want to start with this also that like you know richard nixon is a war criminal like right. as, as, as i would maybe argue that almost every president is ultimately right. uh, so let's start just from that basis he like <laughs> yeah. uh, uh he uh, um you know furthered conservative politics he like he, he did a lot of things i don't agree with right okay. uh, uh but I would sort of make the argument that he's a man who, like, literally did start from nothing. Like, this is a guy that grew up here in Yorba Linda, California, mm-hmm. a, a California native like me, nice. uh, who grew up from literally nothing and went on to be one of, obviously, like, the most powerful man in the world. And 
in that time period just had a lifetime of humiliation. Like wow. all Richard Nixon is, is like a series of more or less hum humiliations over and over <laughs> oh and over God. again in really? his life. Okay. So let me start with uh, uh, Richard Nixon was born in Yorba Linda, California, where they now have the Richard Nixon Library, right. which I would really recommend. If you're ever down in Yorba Linda. <laughs> where is Yorba Linda? Yorba Linda is like south uh, uh, of LA. Uh, Are I you from say. Yorba Linda? I'm not from, I'm, I'm from okay. Sherman Oaks, okay, but like okay. I've been down to the Yorba Linda Nixon Library. Uh -huh. <laughs> Library. Yeah, and and there really is astonishing. They they have the actual house that he was born in. His father like built a house from like I guess back then you could order like house materials from like Sears and Roebuck, and they Aww. would just like come and you would just like build it. So I mean it was ostensibly like the like that equi the, that year's equivalent of like a trailer. You right. know what I mean? So so he built the house out of from a Sears and Roebuck catalog, and that actual house is still standing at the Nixon Library down there. Wow! Like twenty feet away from the house is is where Nixon was actually buried. It's his gravestone, Jesus. and then like. 50 yards away from that is the helicopter that he like rode on as he was leaving the White House like after resigning in disgrace. And I, and I do think like Christ, I can't believe they held on to all this I, and were I, like, I mean, and also, like it is crazy like you can like you can like look in in one in one field of view you can see like the whole of a man's life like summed up. Right. Like, yeah, really. Like embarrassing an, an helicopter, gravestone, shitty, yeah, exactly. shitty like, Sears shitty house, house yeah. was the president had to leave on this helicopter yeah. and then he fucking got buried right wow. there. That's so anyway, like heavy stuff. He grew up poor. That and the house in Yorba Linda was built by his father and they were trying to have a lemon farm and he just couldn't fucking grow lemons there. Oh my god. Like, they like could only like get rocks going pretty much no. and, like every time they would get lemon it would be like a fucked up winter and yeah. like in California of all places like it'd be too cold to grow by the way like the shittiest fruit like that yeah. is like unequivocally like the worst it's growing yeah, in every Sanders yard low. in Southern California <laughs> yeah, yes like, yeah like even on uh, our in our neighborhood in Thai town there's yeah, lemons Meyer lemons like, like, are you out just want to get rid of the lemons yes, like, it's, yeah, like, it's too many as soon as more than one lemon is grown on the tree it's like it's too many lemons <laughs> like please start taking tree. the lemons it won't stop Jesus Christ that's why someone invented lemonade because they're like too many fucking lemons add sugar yes yeah sugar and water yes yeah it's a sign and so, and so, you know, uh, as a kid, he he wanted to play sports, but he had a spot on his lung, and so he was forbidden from playing sports because they thought he might have tuberculosis. So, okay. like, you know, uh, this is as like an eight-year-old, basically. They're like, you can't play sports; you're a dork or whatever. Yeah. Then in high school, he does get on the football team. He shows up to every practice, and they never play him. Which he's is like just Rudy. Another... He's like a, a, a less successful Rudy. Yeah, he's like Rudy, but if nobody wanted him there <laughs> or was nice to <laughs> nobody him, ever like, he had got no behind charm. Him. Uh, yeah. And then finally, after uh, college, he got into Harvard. Which is crazy. Which did, is he, huge. did he ever get his dick wet? I it, it's unclear whether or not. I mean, I guess I would think you, he couldn't have had that much sex if he was this ang this angry. Yeah, like something yeah. has to be missing. No, but this he, is a guy that was driven. Like, he, okay. he was fully driven. To you're become not driven president. when you're getting your dick wet. No, 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 no. If you're if you're fucking a lot in high school, <laughs> yeah. you're probably never going to be president <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> unless you're John Kennedy, I guess. Uh, yeah, or or which like we'll Obama probably. Obama probably fucked a lot. Although I don't know what Obama. It's different. Like. Obama probably had like two or three like, but like serious really girlfriends. serious girlfriends, yeah, but also true. that were like the hottest and coolest loving, girls or right. something. But, it, but he was like, I'm gonna be uh, very serious about this. Yeah, or it seems like he yeah. took uh, sex seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe fucked <laughs> around a little bit. Nixon did get into Harvard, <laughs> but his parents wouldn't let him go. Because oh, he had to stay home and God. like work at the store because his like, brother had fucking tuberculosis. <laughs> no, <laughs> long spot, no Harvard. Long spot, no Harvard. Just a sad. So the revenge plan is already life. like him trying to take over the world and like get back at the people well, is already being thwarted. I mean, and also like he's also like being like, uh, uh, you know, I was supposed to go to Harvard, and now all these people that like are going to Harvard, like they're all doing better than I am. Yeah, I'm coming out of uh, uh, coming out of uh, they will college. be, and they will be. What? They, so what college Jesus. did he? Going we went to, to like you know? Whittier College, which is wow. also where they moved after after Yorba Linda. They moved to Whittier. Uh, uh, Maybe some lemons there. I, I don't think they did yet lemons. I think <laughs> it was a different up. kind of farm that I can't yeah. recall right now. Uh, uh, um, Wait, and so ha Jack, how do you know all this stuff? This was this. Did you? When did you get interested? in So that? I got interested in Nixon. <laughs> I got interested in Nixon just because like. To be honest with you, I got interested in Nixon because, like, when I was a little kid, he was always, like, the funny president on, like, Simpsons and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And, so, like, and so, weirdly, conversely, like, probably all these Simpsons writers, like, had such, like, a deep hatred for Nixon. And that's why they right. used him in, like, Simpsons and, and Futurama and made fun of him and everything. But, like, as a little kid liking Simpsons and liking comedy, I was like, oh, he's, like, the funny one or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I would always do my, like, reports on Nixon in school yeah. and stuff. Because uh, uh, I was like, oh, I'll, like, choose the, like, fucked up president if yeah, we're going to yeah, make yeah. a report about 
a president or the whatever. You're the alt right student. Like, as long as it, I guess I was alt right back then. As long as it upsets my teachers. I was or, carving little peppy frogs yes. in the mic. Crying Pepe. So yeah, and I don't know. And then I, you know, I, I got interested in sort of like how the whole conservative movement has happened. There's a series of three books by uh, uh, Rich Perlstein, uh, mm-hmm. Rick Perlstein, I think, uh, uh, called uh, um, God. The first one's about Goldwater, Barry Goldwater. The second's about Nixon. It's called Nixon Land, and it's a really good one. Uh, uh, and the third one is The Invisible Bridge about Reagan. Uh, uh, and so I read all those. Uh, uh, and I don't know. I've just been interested in Nixon. Uh, uh, and then yeah. I you know, did reading up also because I had this podcast. So I, yeah. I got to study a lot of shit today. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> uh, nice. We could try to build a case here. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, what was it? what is the next thing? Okay, so that's just a start. That's his like childhood public humili- or, uh, like humiliations, right? Uh-huh. Now we get into his like professional life as an adult, which I would say like for a man who became president, he was humiliated over and over again, and specifically like on and by television, which wow. is a really weird and fascinating thing. So like, wow, he was a senator on in California, television. right? And then he was the uh, vice presidential uh, as a as a vice presidential nominee. Uh, 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 in 1952, he basically got in trouble for uh, uh, he got in trouble for this fund, right? So there was like basically people were like donating money, and he had a fund that he was able to use as like a senator and presidential or vice presidential nominee, and he like used it to buy stuff for his family. Like he oh, was wow. poor, okay. and so he like bought some shit. And which, by the way, like this is gonna be a running theme in Nixon is like what what he did is like so common now. Like this is mm-hmm. before super PACs and stuff. Like can you imagine if like uh, uh, if a politician now they're like they like bought a jacket from like you know the yeah. money that was donated like that's what all this money is ostensibly for like right. politics yeah. has changed now like back in 1952 people were mad because they like found out that he was using money like not for uh, just political purposes right. right like he used it for his own family and so he had to go on television in 1952 he was like for two months had, had been the uh the the vice presidential nominee under eisenhower uh, um and so he had to go on TV. Eisenhower's basically like, everyone's mad at you for this. You have to fucking deal with it yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, and so he went, they rented uh, uh, the El Capitan Theater, which is now the Avalon Theater in Hollywood, mm-hmm. where you can go watch like Justin Bieber later this month. Nice. Uh, uh, Nixon. So but they, Nixon Justin rented Nixon. the Avalon Theater in 1952 and gave like a 30 minute long like apology speech. They like that. This is how politics were back then. He was you like, rent I'm going to rent out a theater and rent out a block of television to tell everyone like why yeah. I'm sorry or whatever. Oh and this was called the Checker speech so they like made a whole set there he like sat and like apologized for what he did and it's called the checker speech because he referenced the dog that he bought with the money and he's like so one of the gifts i'm going to keep uh if you will allow me is this dog that i bought for my wife and kids or whatever oh and so everyone God. started calling it the checker speech after that so this was like the first big like this guy like he's not he's a nominee for for the vice president and he has to go on television to like debase himself in front yeah. of all of america and wow. like apologize over some stupid shit yeah frankly. and like, it's interesting he's hungry enough that he's willing to you know he knows that he's like all right i'll do it yeah I'll he's apologize. like I, you know I'm what like, i want i want the next thing yeah like, yeah he desperately yeah, yeah. wants the next thing and, I, and then you have to understand also this is like the mentality of somebody who like grew up on a lemon farm where they couldn't grow any fucking lemons yeah, yeah. like yeah. his brothers are dead and shit like uh-huh. you know, like tuberculosis and stuff oh, going wow. around. Uh, so that's like nixon's first like foray into public fucking humiliation. Nice, nice. Uh, a good shaming. The second one, you know, uh, uh, of course we know, uh, everyone knows this one, and it's interesting actually, this, the the sequencing of this one is interesting, and it, it's, it's the it's that he did the debate against JFK, that everybody yeah. knows that, like, he did the debate against JFK, JFK looked cool and like a hot guy and yeah. everything, and <laughs> Nixon looked like, he was old like flop sweaty yeah. and old and stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so I, I, so I do think it's interesting that, like, the big takeaway from that debate is like how important television was. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing that Nixon didn't understand that television was important. Cause this is a guy who like just, just eight years before had rented a fucking stage to yeah. like do a yeah. televised apology. So it is an interesting thing. Like, and I do think he was like, he felt after that, like burned by television yeah, and like so he held I, it against TV. He, he held he it against like TV. And he was like stubborn about it or he something. Did, he didn't even only hold it against TV. He like embraced TV. Like he like had, he became like a maker 
makeup guy after that. Like wow. he refused makeup for that debate. But every time after that, like he had like a glam squad basically oh, yeah, who would yeah. like, so do like, his makeup. He's like, TV is never fucking me over again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like he like tasted the sweet nectar of TV with the checker speech and that worked out well for him. And right. then like, he's like, I got this. I'm going to walk in. I'll that fucking is probably what happened. Yeah. I've done this before. I've been on TV. Don't worry about People me. People like me on TV. Yeah. I talk about a dog. I'll, yeah. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> and then, yeah, he was going against like a super charming hot guy. And, and so, and you know, ultimately, like, I like John F. Kennedy for the most part. I mean, this is a guy whose like presidency was cut short. Uh, yeah. We don't have any idea what he would have done. And, right. and ultimately, like, if I'm being callous, like, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to JFK's legacy that he was assassinated. Like, right. then because it's, he it's didn't all have just about any the time to fuck up, basically. Well, to fuck up or for us to have any idea of what he actually would have done right. as president. He all we have is like these, like, long. this Rosetta Stone of like, he said he might have done this. So, like, he was starting <laughs> to do this or whatever. Yeah, he basically uh, got uh, to give the good speeches of what we could do yeah. and achieve, but and then didn't have to worry like, about actually implementing it. He was like, we're going to the moon. Like, goodbye. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and it's like we have to now because, like, for him, his fucking head was blown off. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but I mean, uh, you know, Kennedy, I, 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 and I don't dislike Kennedy, but like, think about Kennedy from Nixon's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, Nixon is this guy again, grew up on a lemon farm, worked his way up. He was like, up to that time, the most active vice president. He was like active in uh, uh, in foreign affairs. Like, he he did the work as a vice president, right? He served for eight years uh, under Eisenhower. He was running for president, and this guy who's like rich, who's like a Harvard kid whose family like just gave him everything who's like a hot guy who never yeah, had to work for anything in his life hated like like fucks him up fucks yeah. him up on television makes him look like an asshole and then goes to the White House becomes a president and like is having parties he like makes his brother the attorney general they're yeah. like having girls to the pool naked and stuff <laughs> like he literally like he like he like coasts his way into the White House where Nixon like just was living like or not living because you know the vice president doesn't live there <laughs> right, but like right. was working like he, he coasts his way in and then Law suite. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just like. I, I can understand. I can understand why this guy got so fucking twisted up in his head yeah, over yeah. JFK. Like, why I wouldn't like him at all? Why does nobody like me? <laughs> like, yes, yeah, I yeah. like am working so hard. Yeah, that's all I, like, I do. All I want to do is work hard. And this right. guy, like, is just cool. He skateboards in, and he's got like a <laughs> yeah. girl over his shoulder, and he's yeah. like, "I want to be the president." <laughs> Hey, Kelly, you know what's really important? To who? Me. Uh, What? Fresh, high-quality ingredients. Oh, that's right. That really is important. Oh, my God. I talk about it all the time. Right before we're about to fall asleep, I say... Fresh, high-quality. I grab your arm really hard, and I say, it's got to be fresh, and it's got to be high-quality. And you know where you can get it? Where? Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Blue Apron. That's right. Blue Apron. That's... uh yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because we've done Blue Apron before. Absolutely. We've gotten their packages. We've gotten their foods. We've made their recipes. And you know what else is really cool about Blue, Blue Apron? What's cool about Blue Apron? It's very flexible. That means flexible. Uh, you can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences, which I'm really into vegetarian, mostly vegetarian dishes. But I'm also a pesca now, too. And you know what else, though? What? It's easy. I mean, have you guys ever cooked food? It's The, the stuff is begging to be cooked. It's yeah. like, put a fire on me. Get me going, baby. Yeah. but It wants it. It's not usually that easy to cook, especially if you're, um, you know, some idiot who's never cooked anything before but yeah that's something to think about but this is the thing for you then blue because apron it's makes cheap. it easy it's flexible it makes it easy so guys check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash like it you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with blue apron so don't wait that's blueapron.com slash like it blue apron a better way to cook You know if if up until that point had he done anything good like do you, do you know that stuff <laughs> well, or, okay. this but is he was a hard uh, worker I don't I don't okay. really know and I and you know I, <laughs> and it's all like a real big sliding scale and like I, I'm gonna have to like separate out from politics I can get into a little later on what I think Nixon did actually well during his presidency but uh-huh. ultimately I'm starting here from from the position of that I, I don't think any president has really been that good mm-hmm. at, at least in modern history at least like since the era of Nixon I don't think that we had like an exceptionally good president. So I'm sort of starting from the base point of like 
presidents and people in politics are like bad and yeah. evil people for the most yeah. part. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what, you know, ultimately like there are people that will like fight for more good things, but they're mm -hmm. all like net bad in the right. end uh, right. uh, is how I feel in my uh, uh, crazy radical person brain or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, so, uh, um, but there are good things that Nixon did during his presidency and I can, uh, uh, he, he founded the EPA for example, yeah, yeah. which is I crazy. Mean, like one, yeah. before that, like farmers were just like filling like lakes with, like cow shit and stuff like <laughs> wow. we were just like they didn't they, even like, have to do that they, they like, just they, did like they, they were like yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> fun. it was fun they just liked them. it they, like, they were like oh it fucks up the pond it's good <laughs> 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 I hate this pond <laughs> like he, he he like did like he kind of like you know there's a lot of bad stuff that happened under Nixon <laughs> under his presidency like specifically in Vietnam but that is an inherited problem but he did do things you know that made Vietnam kind of worse but he did sort of de-escalate things with, so, uh, with the Soviets he uh, signed a nuclear arms treaty with them uh, uh, and sort of like tried to get nuclear weapons to stop happening quite mm -hmm. so much. And he also normalized uh, relations with the People's Republic of China, which was a that's a landmark gigantic thing that happened. Like he's the only president who after uh, China went communist, like reopened uh, uh, our communication with them. Uh, mm. uh, so those are good things that he did actually as president. Uh, uh, the bad things are like, Cambodia was a, a really fucked up thing that happened under Richard Nixon as president. But I would kind of. A lot of the foreign policy stuff I would pin on Henry Kissinger, who yeah. I think is a, a, a fucked up ghoul of a person mm -hmm. uh, uh, and who is still somehow like uh, like around <laughs> like this what guy's like going alive on? he's in he's sitting in the, he's like endorsing hillary clinton he's like hanging out with like uh, uh with trump today yeah. in the oval office it's fu this fucking guy like who is like a ghoulish and evil man who yeah. I, I think is actually like personally responsible for like the vast majority of like foreign policy like middle east like what everything in asia like it is this man just like did it himself which is wow. it's so crazy but there's like one cool. guy did, yeah. Uh, um, and so, okay, I'll, I'll get back one second here to uh, uh, more of Nixon's humiliation because nice. yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. endears yeah. us to the him. good stuff. Uh, uh, so after he lost uh, his run at the presidency, he ran for the governor of California in 1962 and fucking lost. Wow. Like this guy, like who was the vice president. Like that, <laughs> contextualize that for a moment. Like <laughs> yeah. he grew up in California, Not lateral, a downward yeah, like he, fall. Yeah, and and he's a native son of California. Yeah. Like he yeah. was, like, he's a guy. Like can you imagine? Like he he grew up in California. He went to be the vice president. Came back and he's like, I got the skills to be governor. And they're like, Fuck you. Like, we just don't like you. And again, this is like another thing on the public stage. This guy like once again like goes out there and, and you know gives it his all. He's a hard worker by uh, uh, yeah. by all you know. Uh, accounts and everyone is just like fuck you you suck mm -hmm. is uh, it just uh, like a likability thing do you know i think or? a lot of the times i think with him it actually is a, a likability thing yeah i think that he just kind of comes off as like shifty and like uh, uh he and does. like There's doesn't something like a little like he looks disgruntled he's like every you know like he's dean in any wrong. movie about like a, a, any comedy yeah. about like uh, a fraternity cool like yeah. he's the like stuffy fucking loser guy yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah i think that there's just something like kind of gen generally like unpleasant yeah. about him as a person he doesn't he doesn't have an open face like he, jfk jfk has an open well, like trump happy, easy yeah, face yeah jfk is easygoing and and beautiful yeah and even yeah. trump which some people i think do find trump attractive but even when he's not he is funny yes you know and he knows how to he's a showman trump has the qualities of like being like he is a television character like yeah. trump, trump trump has lived in the television for our whole lives yes, true. so he's, he's yeah. now he knows how to live in tv it's, like, a, yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. it's basically a drag character like yeah. he's in drag like, yeah like, yeah he's got the makeup on the yes. hair's done he's and a, yeah. he's the fine costume, a fascinating character. The beautiful uh, uh, suit yeah. i almost did trump but it was to be i don't actually like trump and i was oh. like gonna do some kind of like understanding of you were trump just trying thing to be here. a bad boy What's no, I'm not really. Not too. really. I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to like. Uh, I'm not a bad boy. <laughs> I'm not a bad boy. Don't call me a bad boy, boy Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, um, I'm trying to understand the whole Trump thing too because I do think that's true with like with this Comey stuff and people just immediately getting outraged and yeah. it's like and that does feed into the other side. Yes. And it's like, all right, we just gotta like take a step back here. And the thing like, is that like this guy just doesn't care about anything. He doesn't yeah. care. He doesn't give a fuck. Like he has no ideology. He doesn't mm -hmm. care. Like the only I read I read some, I read a book I read the book about the Hillary Clinton campaign. 
saying. Uh, uh, but there was one interesting thing about it where like they talk about the only reason that he went down the escalator that day and talked about like Mexicans are coming in here and raping our people mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, uh, they said the only reason he chose to do that was because Jeb gave his speech in Spanish earlier that week. So, so it's possible was, like no, he, he was, was just no, he wasn't even mad. He was just like Jeb. oh like Jeb did that. People don't like that. So I'm just gonna go out and be like uh, fuck Mexicans or whatever. Opposite. Like yeah. So I, I think this guy doesn't even give a fuck about Mexico. He doesn't care about the wall or any of this stuff. He's just, he's just like he, winging it. It's he's like, just yeah. like oh people don't like that. I'll do this. People he's like don't oh like that, this is what the people like. He like when he he goes on these like rallies or whatever. He gets the big cheers and he's like hey this is what they want to do. I don't give a shit. None of it is like his real belief like, i don't know that he it, believes anything yeah he's not sitting there being like god i hate mexico no i don't think he at all he does at not all. give a shit it doesn't enter his sphere. he doesn't care he doesn't he doesn't and care. that's why there have Mexican been articles people. i think with people who have worked for him that's like he's not racist yeah, yeah. And it's like he probably isn't he probably is not racist but he has he just but he like feeds the race and and he's also he like he, he's he a showman them. and he was he, he knows i think showmen can find an audience you know yeah, what i mean and that's the most important thing hey like it's the same as the stand-up thing we were talking about he's like this fucking this part is killing you know what i mean we got to keep building on this. I like, mean, Larry the Cable chunk. Guy was a regular stand-up before yeah. he did Larry the Cable Guy. He was, I forgot his name, Dan something. Yes. And he's a regular Klein, guy, right? no. Dan <laughs> Klein, and he's fantastic. Uh, check it as Funny or Die videos. Um, but, and then I guess at some point, the Larry, he must have done that bit or yeah. something. I was like, all right. And now Shit. no one knows his name. Yeah. He's just Larry the Cable Guy. I wonder if he even knows his name. Yes, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he does. He's like, who am I? He sleeps in those cutoff shirts. I mean, yeah, like, uh, to be honest, like, you know, there is a real argument to be made for like Larry the Cable Guy is a canary in the coal mine for Trump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh just my a guy, God. Like, sort of like going around the country being like, eh, whatever these Being fucking, a shithead yeah, I'm a blue collar guy. And it's like, want, he's a like, character. He's basically Ernest. He's a character. <laughs> he does commercials my, for like heartburn medicine. Yeah. Like, why? With you with Trump, like this guy, like this guy, like went around the country, like kissing flags. (laughs) Yeah, like like, would take the flag and kiss it. Wait, uh, Trump, Trump. Trump. I was like Larry the Cable Guy. No, Trump would like he like that's what I mean. Like he is Larry the Cable Guy. We'd come out and be like, hey, we love this thing, don't we? Yes, yes. Like kiss the flag. (laughs) And he's like, he's a guy from Queens who like lived in New York City his whole life, never gave a shit about any of that stuff, and now he's like, yeah, the flag. I mean, he's like, he truly is like a guy. Like if you just gave him like a basic primer on how to run for president. Like, he mm-hmm. just was like, okay, I got this or whatever. Yeah, we love yeah, America. Yeah. Kiss the flag. Like, right. the Bible. We love this thing, don't yeah, we? Like, yeah. the number one book. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the number one book. Yeah, I love how, like, religious people have really taken to him. Because he's like, sure, I'll do whatever you guys, hey. you guys like me. What do you want? Oh, I, I, I feel like they're just like, uh, enough. Who cares? Like, I think that even religious people are just like, well, he gave it, like, the, like, least amount of effort. So let's yeah, just, well, we don't even want to, like, uh, and also I think go they in could, too deep. They justify it that it's like God gives you weird, like, channels to yeah. To have send his message through, yeah. So it's like, oh, this is no, this is God's wish. You I, know? I, I heard an interesting argument being made. Just we're, we're talking about religion in the modern era now, yeah. or, or whatever. But uh, Adam Curtis, who's this great documentarian, did this documentary, Hypernormalization, that I would really, oh, yeah, really recommend yeah, watching I've, if you guys haven't seen I've it. I've heard, I've heard about it. It's really, I, really good. Yeah. Um, I saw him do. A, a, I watched. A, I saw Blowout at CineFamily, and he did, like, a, a thing, like, talking before it. And he was saying, and I don't even know if I, like, can do this justice, but he, he makes the argument that the reason why conspiracy theories are, like, taking hold uh, in the modern age is because they take up the the um, the space in our brains that religion used to take up. Like, oh, this wow. idea being oh, that, like, even religious people, like, don't really, like believe truly in like the like literal bible anymore right. like uh-huh. because, and again this comes back to like the smarty pants thing like they maybe have like been beaten down so right. much by like that's stupid like there's not it's a ridiculous fucking, right you right. can't get all the animals on a boat you dumb idiot yeah. shut right. up like or whatever Jesus wasn't and so a like zombie. and so the idea that that uh, um that the brain maybe craves like an element of the world being unexplainable or like uh, uh, or mysterious or like mythical or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you have and to so, believe. Right, yeah. and so like maybe his argument is that like the reason why we're seeing conspiracy theories get so like oh huge right now is that maybe that this is what's taking up the space in our brains that yeah. religion used to take up. I this... think we should just focus on unicorns or something. <laughs> <instead of laughs> I mean, we'll honestly, do. it would be smart to just beasts. be like unicorns exist. Yeah. Like, uh, right. Everybody try makes... to find them. It makes so much sense because it's like if you don't believe in anything, yeah. you just give up and you die. Yes. And everybody dies and it's done. And yeah. so like humans, the only way to keep going is you got to believe, believe in something. About something and, beyond and I also think life. ultimately, you know, the reason why people are – another reason why people are believing conspiracy theories is that like – 
it's true that they're lying to us. You know what I mean? I know, like politicians yeah. have been lying to us for many years. They I are know. bullshitters. They're not telling the truth. Yeah. And so now we're filling in like they're like lying. So we're like, well, that can't be true. So it's probably that there's a fucking pedophile ring under the pizza shop. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like we're making these jumps and it's because they're lying. So we're filling in the holes with other things and everybody's doing it now. You know oh what I mean? My it's God, like you're right. Republicans are oh doing it crazily. God. Democrats are also doing it crazily. We are yeah. we're on like this careening insane path to like just like totally fictional uh new like not yeah. just fake news but like fictional reality we're now living in a world that like again this is an argument made in hypernormalization but yeah. it's like the world has become increasingly fake and so too has our like understanding of the world yeah. like the world doesn't make any sense anymore because it just actually doesn't make sense right like the way that it the way the argument that has been presented to us and the way that the world has been like laid out in front of us actually doesn't make sense right and so like wow. when we're presented with that we're like well i know it doesn't really Really makes sense, oh but fuck God. it, I just want to live or oh whatever. Well, is that, now when you're saying that stuff, is that like stock market <laughs> things? Because like, the, I mean, also, I but also of, like you know, the I guess I'll just quote hypernormalization. But like, yeah, yeah, but like the reason why we fight wars and stuff like that. Right. Like, it, hypernormalization goes a lot into this talk about uh, um, how there was a there was a, a a plane bombing in the 1980s that was. All the evidence pointed to that it was Syria and Hafez al-Assad uh, who did the plane bombing, but it was just politically inconvenient for everybody, for Reagan and every and and all the allies to to wage war on Syria. So they ended up just going with uh, uh, Muammar Gaddafi, who was Muammar Gaddafi was kind of a rogue agent or whatever, but ultimately like didn't pose any real threat. Like Muammar Gaddafi was a bad guy for by, and I'm not like trying to say he was not a bad guy, yeah, but yeah. like he didn't do this uh, plane bombing, and like it was in his best interest to act like he did because it put him on the world stage and made Libya look bigger than it was oh, and it was in the interest of the allies God. also to put it on him because like then they were like oh now we can like do it with Libya and like we're working on Libya now instead of Syria because Syria is too big of an issue to actually invade right now so fuck it it's better for everybody if finding it's, all this if stuff out yeah it just like puts you in a position brain, of like I need well, religion right now <laughs> it's, it really does put you in this position where you crave something like a break like something like where you just could believe in like I don't know a fairy or it, it's something. It's true. It, it, Escapism it's also like, is huge right now. It, it's, yeah. it's a never-ending rabbit hole, and it like is not fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when yeah. you start getting into like, all this yeah. stuff, it's like well, unicorn. Fuck. Like someone was talking about on the radio about like unicorn Starbucks. Oh drinks, yeah, that was being how that's like perpetuating like escapism because that's huge right now. Even though it's just a fucking purple drink or whatever, it right? Is. Sparkly. Sparkly blue. I was like, people just want to look at shiny things. Yeah, so, I just want to drink yeah, yeah, like yeah. unicorn food right now. Or yes, something. yeah. Let it's me just like crazy. just like have some keys and yeah. get some like the reflection. Cosplay, I mean, that's also like why we're into fucking huge. like look yeah. at every movie. Like this is why we're in reboot world or whatever. Yeah. Is like we just like want to like <laughs> oh we're like God. what movies came out before nine eleven? Yes, Fuck, yeah, I just want to yeah. watch that again. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's like let's just like remember one. I want to watch movies that make me think I'm a baby again. Yeah. What if my boss was a baby? <laughs> that's yeah it's true. We're like literally watching the movies we watched when we were like seven years Boss old but yeah. just with like like people our age in them like, yes. yeah it's fucking weird yeah that is we're so in like weird. a weird cannibal culture and, and you know it's a it's a it's a bad thing because like the, normally when things get bad sort of like societally like i would even argue under like when everyone was protesting against nixon which yeah. is what you know i came here to talk about is nixon right uh, i'd love to get back uh, but to when that everyone was like protesting against him you know that sort of ushered in like the 70s and like the best films that were ever made maybe right. but like we're at a very weird and bad time because of like maybe because we're in late state capitalism maybe because of like corporatism or just like maybe because we live in like a global market and every movie has to appeal to every single country mm -hmm. but like now we're in a place where it's like society is getting bad and culture is also getting bad yeah, like cult yeah. culture is not reacting to to society and like making things that are like amazing and breaking out from that we're just watching like the new Star Wars Yes. Yeah. Like we're just like hiding is there's what we're more doing. star like, wars than ever more star wars less original ideas yeah. than ever like just more more just uh like, lego movies more like, lego movies I, I am a glutton for star wars i will just keep gobbling star everybody wars. is we all want to we want to just eat up all the star wars I like please just let me go star into star wars. wars world like that's that's like it's also just much simpler too. it is it's bad and but, good but what's so fucked good. up is that it's like 
the 70s is when the original Star Wars came out. So it's like <laughs> yeah, culture yeah. got bad, uh, and then they were like, oh, like this guy was like, oh, I'm going to like take everything I knew about every movie that I've ever seen, and I'm going to make like the most amazing brand new thing. Now it's like society's bad, and they're like, let's do what George's thing. Let's take yeah. George's well, movie. And, and his thing was a, was, it's still like a political comment, too. It, it is in some ways, and George, I mean, I could talk about George Lucas yeah, yeah. a lot, too. He's another <laughs> native Californian nice. who went on to do great things and ended up disgraced in yeah, the end. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. ended up embarrassing the shit out yeah. of himself. I mean, you know, whatever. Like I, I, I could have done the prequels today too uh, uh. Oh, we, could, we do want to talk God. about that we had another we person who you should talk to, to uh, Nick Rossi is who you should talk to about does he love them yeah and I, I actually didn't oh, okay. I didn't offer it up because I for, feel like it's Nick? his thing okay. or definitely get Nick <laughs> No. We should okay. have you, Nick, and because Sam West wanted to talk about episode one. You should oh do it. You should God. do a prequel trilogy. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's true. A prequel, a prequel yeah. trilogy. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so so we got to get back to okay. So Nixon to. then eventually became president Nixon after became president. losing his governor. After shot. losing as a governor, uh, he ended up running in '68. Okay, and he won. Uh, uh, he won, and he and he and, and for the and his against presidency who? Was ultimately against two. Jesus Christ! I actually don't know who. He, I know he That's ran fine. against Hubert Humphrey in the second one. Uh, okay. I okay. No, George McGovern. I think. Oh, uh, okay. In the I thought one. it was like Johnson or something. Johnson was. Oh, it would have been. It would have been. Maybe LB, Johnson. Did LBJ not run again? Maybe I don't. I don't know. know I can't imagine because he was like. This old. is your topic, This is like I'm right? looking like an asshole. Yeah. No, no. no. Okay. You don't have to We've know like everything. No, so I don't know any. We more of just want to know what you like about him. So what I like about Nixon is that he's a man who. Okay. Ultimately. He he's he's from he's from an era when presidents were just administrators. Right. Like he's a guy who was like a serious man who wanted to run the government and, and thought that he could do it because he was smart enough to do that. Right. right. He, and that's ultimately like why they did the break in. That's why Watergate happened. Is because like these are people that all believed like he had to stay president. Right. Okay. For for things to continue on the way that they were going. Right. And ultimately the country agreed. Nixon won with like a gig- he run with the biggest landslide of all time in 1972. What? He wow. did not need to do Watergate. Like right. it's not. Not because they stole shit in Watergate. Like, he didn't need to do it. And so ultimately, like, what I like about Nixon is, is that he's not he's not an elite. He's not right. somebody that was, like, preordained to be a great person. Right. He's somebody who did it out of, like, pluck and determination uh, uh, and, you know, believed in himself and, you know, uh, maybe didn't dislike people in the elite. Like, if mm-hmm. you listen to all those actually very hilarious tapes of Nixon's, it's like he he hates all these people. He right. talks about, like, he must hate the, the Harvard Bohemian. people. He hates the Harvard people. He hates the Kennedys. Not a he, huge like, fan of the Harvard people. I, yeah. I, I'm no fan of Harvard. Uh, I mean, yeah. I take our TV right now. <laughs> yeah, all my friends that I know that went to Harvard are great people, but like I, I finding out about the Harvard thing. It's tough. The whole just thing is like it's disgusting. It's ultimately like disgusting to me, and you mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah, uh, it's just not fucking fair. So I, I think I get, I these, get the Nixon. It's not fair. I it do seems too. like his whole thing is it's not fucking yes. fair. And, and he's the and he's the guy, like maybe one of the only people in like American history, at least modern American history, who like saw that. And fucking like was able to overcome it. You know what, what I mean? So yeah. why did he win by such a landslide? You you said that he ran on a similar platform to Trump's. Was it appealing? To the I don't think that he ran ran on a similar platform a, to Trump's. He ran on a platform. To the underdog? He talked about the. He was the one who actually coined the phrase "the silent majority" that was used okay. a lot by Trump. Uh, uh, and so what ultimately Nixon did. So. Uh, uh, I think it was so Goldwater lost. Goldwater lost and I think that that was like 62 or something like that. I don't know the exact dates, but basically Goldwater ran on fucking like anti-civil rights pretty much mm-hmm. uh, cool, uh, cool. and lost Love and it. lost hugely, right? right? And so what Nixon was able to do Bigly. And Nixon, it's bad what Nixon did is he ultimately like was able to get the Republican Party to take over the South. He like was able to like get this lock on the South, which used to be the Democrats. Right. right? And the Democrats also, by the way, used to be racist and shit. Like like, there was like Dixiecrats. They were the KKK and everything. Like these political labels like don't ultimately really mean anything. But yes, he ran on this idea. Uh, that there was a hidden majority out there, like kind of similarly to Trump, is that there was, you know, there are elites and then there are non-elites and that the elites have like been ultimately like dictating uh, uh, so much to the non-elites for many, many years, right? Uh, uh, and so, you know, ultimately he won on that, right? Uh, uh, and I and I think that there's something to be said for that. I think that there is something to be said for like growing up from nothing, seeing that there were all these elites being beaten time and time again and still getting back up and uh, uh, getting back out there. It's and really I, inspirational. It and, is inspirational. And, and winning. And winning. And how long was he president before he was... Uh, he was president for a full term and then he, it was his second term that the, the Watergate happened. His, it, like, and this happened for many, many years. I think it was like, uh, uh, when did he actually leave? It was 74. Uh-huh. So it was in the 72 
campaign that Watergate happened. Gotcha. And then 74 is when he actually had to resign. So it'll oh, be two God. years for Trump then. Well, yeah. probably. We'll see. Yeah, it's, a different, it's a different situation. Uh, um, but so, so I would also make the argument that there's a number of good things that came out of Nixon's presidency. And one big one that's also happening with Trump is an adversarial press. Like, mm-hmm. uh, for such a long time, like, the press was just like the buddy to the president. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And through the Watergate thing, they, like, were able to fuck with him and take down a president. That, even though that is, like, as a result of, like, Nixon's, like, paranoia and his, you know, sort of uh, cutting cutthroat nature, like, that's a good thing. That was, like, a net positive for the country. That, yeah. like, the press was like, now we are going to be against the president. Right. Yeah. And in some ways, I think... We speak for the people or we speak for the good of the people. Right. And, and, yeah. and we, we are... I also think that maybe the press just should be adversarial no matter what. Like, I think so. No matter who's in power, like they're they need to doing things that are them. bad, and we need they to need challenge, to challenge them. them. Like, yeah. That's ultimately the thing that makes me like a little disgusted with the press, even through all this Trump stuff, is that like, yeah. you know, I like that they're an adversarial press again. I right. like that they are holding him to the fire, but I really hope that it's not just because he was mean to them personally. Exactly. Just that he insulted them yeah. personally, right. and they're like, fuck that. Like, we're going right. to get him. Like, yeah. you know, Obama did a lot of bad stuff, too, and they yeah. were not adversarial whatsoever with this guy. Right. I really worry that whoever's the next president is going to be like, we love the press, and they're going to be right. like, and we love Yay! you, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 they <laughs> probably will happen just because people will need, like, yeah. a couple years I, I think to be they like, are going like, to want it to be nice like again. Civilian in that White House briefing room sure. would just be great. Would be great. It's, it's insane. Out the window. It is it's just, fucking it's, crazy. Both, like everyone is crazy. Yeah. Everyone's lost their minds. Everyone, everyone has really city. lost their minds. The thing I I'm really also wonder saying, where it goes. The thing I've been saying with, with, everyone's with Trump, everyone's exhausted uh, uh, too. But I think it would, it would be the best uh, uh, is what we've learned from Trump so far, and even the last like six years with Obama, with uh, the ex- exceedingly obstructionist Republicans, mm-hmm. uh, uh, is that we don't need a president or the Congress or the yeah. Senate. We just don't need them like uh-huh. that's yeah. what we've learned from trump so far is that like we're 110 days in now and it's like well i still get mail nothing is happening the, and, like, <laughs> yeah i mean he hasn't really done too much done weirdly they can't get anything done because yeah. he's dumb and like it makes i think well, another thing that's interesting about trump uh, uh, is that like we're realizing how little a president does or is powerful. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, he keeps trying like, to force shit, and then it's like, well, you weren't gentle enough with it. You weren't I knew nice. exactly what you, you were doing. You didn't play by the rules. This, yeah. this whole you thing is rules. Play. Which is yes. ultimately like, so. what's so fucking dorky about the whole thing is yeah. that like, garbage. the media, the Republicans, even the Democrats, they're like, it's, we don't like, it's it's not that we don't like what he says, it's that he's like not nice when yeah. he says it. Like, yeah. when, they, when, they, when everybody like- And that's like, what Trump says too. He's like, it's not yeah, nice. Yeah, he needs to be so nice. But it's so funny. It's like, he did his like State of the Union address thing, and then everyone was like, "That is the most presidential we've seen him." And I'm oh, like, shut "So first of all, what the fuck, fuck this president?" I know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like he's word. doing an impression. It's oh, such a stupid word. Speech. And then God. also that it's like that speech was bad. There's evil stuff in it. Like yeah. it was an evil speech yeah. for the most part. And like just because he like didn't like you know call Jeb Bush a cunt or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for like, the first time. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say it publicly in front of I, everybody. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, 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 Nixon, ultimately, he's from a time when presidents were just administrators. It wasn't such a big cult of personality around presidents. I think that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, he founded the EPA. That's very, very good. It's huge. Uh, uh, you know, we're now just, we're even now fighting to keep the EPA up. He right. was uh, smart. Um, he was thoughtful. He actually, you think, cared about people? I, I think that he did. I think that he cared about, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, right. actually. <laughs> I don't know that any president has ultimately, <laughs> truly in himself. their heart cared about people. Gotcha. I think that he cared about maybe what was best for, I think that he cared about what was best for America as a nation. Right. So so if that means caring about people, then I right. guess he cared about people. Gotcha. But I think he ultimately cared about being the boss of the largest ship in the world. Right. Uh, uh, and, and ultimately, he did a pretty good job. Uh, uh, and the thing that he got taken down for is kind of stupid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, in the end, like, everyone talks about Watergate. I think it would be better if Nixon was forced to resign because of, like, the war crimes in Cambodia. Like, exactly. I could give a fuck about, like, breaking into the DNC headquarters. Yeah, it seems so puny. It's so stupid. Now. It's such a stupid thing, and I yeah. and I think that honestly, like that the the reason I don't think he should have resigned for that. first of all I don't think that that like, should have gone down the way that it did I think people were doing that kind of stuff already uh, and ultimately that set us down a path of like cutthroat partisan politics yeah, yeah, yeah. that like still has led us basically to where we are today you know right. what I mean like that was that's the first point we we maybe shouldn't have learned that if you're mad enough at a president you can like get rid of them you know right. what I mean and even if that's good for us right now yeah like it has now started us down a path where we just don't you know it, it doesn't mean anything to be president anymore it's true. like he broke the presidency in a very weird he way he broke the presidency Jack do you see some it. Nixon in yourself 
Yes. Yeah, you keep talking about California man. But it is good to like. Your dad was a lemon farmer. Nixon also like when he would like get stressed out. Like I also think that of every president, everyone is like, oh, I'd be like JFK or whatever. Everyone I know would just be Nixon. Oh God, you're right. And you'd be like, fuck, I'm paranoid. Everyone is mad at me. I hate this or whatever. None of us are JFK. No, no one's a JFK. You'd have to be born rich. Maybe like the dumbest guy I know is Reagan or something. Would just be Reagan. But like this idea that like when when things got hard for Nixon he would like go to his house in uh, in California close the blinds put on the air conditioner and just like work on his own and like not let anybody in I'm like I get that yeah that's yeah, yeah. I get that. yeah that's, the that's old school <laughs> all right well we've got to wrap up but thank yeah. you for thank you so much for coming on and sure. talking to us I can't believe us. you know that much about I Richard Nixon I can't fucking <laughs> believe I just found out so much and well, uh, I, think I hope some listeners... of it's accurate <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's about uh, well thanks Jack I try my best well thanks guys yeah thanks for having me <sighs> holy fucking guacky moly Z- uh, after the uh, episode Jack uh, fell off the couch and just panted uh, for like 20 <laughs> minutes <laughs> water so much information water. yeah water. it was incredible his body yeah his body needed water because gave of all out. the information he spewed out of his brain um, that was cr- crazy lots That's to think about way more than I ever thought I'd know about Richard Nixon that is true or Watergate like I really only knew the extent of the fucking two seconds of Forrest Gump movie <laughs> and like just didn't care to know you know but since you know you don't want history to repeat itself you go back and look at that shit and then you think oh fuck the shit we have going on right now is way more intense you go back and watch Forrest Gump yes exactly <laughs> you're like, oh <laughs> man no but it did make me realize well what we have going on here is way more intense and it also made me realize that you know Jack was right like war crimes that the average president gets away with oh, yeah, is way more fucked up than Watergate. Who gives a shit about little election garbage? And also, since we talked to Jack, I started the documentary Hypernormalization, which I believe he oh, talks God. about. And it's some intense stuff. I recommend that. You can watch it on YouTube. I don't want to watch it, yeah. but I will. Yeah, it's a strange world that we're in here. Hmm. Okay, so there's that. There's Watergate. There's Richard Nixon. Oh, the, he also sent us a little clip of Richard Nixon talking about uh, happiness. The key to happiness. Oh, yeah. And he was saying, you know, all the all the people living in the watering towns of uh, the U.S., uh, they... Uh, Is that Mr. Nixon himself here in the studio? <laughs> yes, it's me, and I'm not a crook, Daniel. I promise you I've that. heard that about you. Yes, and my father was a failed lemon farmer. Mm. Um he talked about how everyone that's like living it up retirement style, or as I like to call it, Trump style, uh, none of those people are truly happy, um, which I believe. And I don't know if he did the study himself or what, but it, it it makes sense. And it made me realize that Nixon's actually like the opposite of Donald Trump, isn't he? In a weird way, he's sort of the inverse or yeah. something where yeah. he's on the same spectrum and yeah. maybe in terms of like deviousness. He had or- the same idea. He wanted like the underdog thing to work out and then but you know he donald trump is just using it as a platform Mm -hmm. to jump off of it's not like his actual beliefs right all right so what do you think though do you like richard nixon i mean what what, after all that information that jack gave you no (laughs) you know i i like him a lot more i understand him more right but i don't like him well, but Jack even said he was, Jack was not saying that he likes Richard Nixon. He was, I think, making an argument. Right. Uh, he sees himself why he's, as a Nixon as well. Well, but he's making an argument for that type of person even. Right. Which is this, again, a self-made man, mm-hmm. a hard-ass worker, mm-hmm. um, somebody who is willing to fail and try again. Right. Perseverance. Mm-hmm. And strength. (laughs) Um, So what about that stuff? Well, I just have a problem, though, with people who assume they're owed something. Um, And and it's hard to reckon reckon that with the fact that people who think they're owed something are, you know, strive to be the best, you know? So it's like on one end, you need that. You need that drive. But then on the other end, it's like, who the fuck is he to assume that like people should think he's awesome? You know what I mean? Like, I don't wait. What do you mean that he he's owes people owe him something? That seems to be his his 
his mentality hmm. is that he is frustrated that no one thought he was the best. Hmm. Isn't that what we sort of came to the so, conclusion yeah. of that yeah, he's yeah. sort of like, but what about me? Why don't you like me? Yeah. I'm the best. You never feel that way. Um, I do feel that way, but I don't think it's a good way to live. And I don't like that. He is so, I, I don't presume that everyone should like me. Mm-hmm. It would be nice, but like, I don't think very highly of myself. And I think he thinks way too highly of himself. Interesting. Interesting. You know, he started out with this like insane, uh, level of confidence that I don't understand. Yeah. I think there's still probably more we would have to learn about Nixon to really understand the, Mm -hmm. the full picture. The picture that I got from Jack, I thought was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, again, yes, I can't, I don't think I could like any, really like any president because they all have to be some sort of Obama. crazy megalomaniac. I do like Obama. Oh my God. I'm obsessed um, with them. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I certainly respect the things that Jack brought up and I can understand why Jack would relate to him. I, I have always had a soft spot in my heart for the comedians that I look up to, the ones who got success much later in life after a series of failures, even. And that is yeah, like... Yeah, that makes sense. You know, Larry David had a lot of struggles before he got to do Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, even Louis C.K., you know, had a lot of problems and all that shit with Pootie Tang and everything. Like, he's had a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like a weird... Uh, even Michael Showalter and David Wayne, you know, they sort of went up and down in their mm-hmm. careers. And mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate the people who have had to struggle because I feel that I have had that in my life, too. Right. And it builds character. I think so, too. But I do feel like ultimately Nixon has this little smirk like I was always right. And now I'm finally being recognized for it. it Whereas like I feel like a lot of the guys of you just compared him to are like, dude, I just stripped all this shit down and then I realized that none of it matters and now I'm successful. You know, well, what we I don't mean? know that about any of these people. But that's the way I feel they <laughs> that I know them. Well, that we don't know any of them, or I guess we know Michael Showalter and David Wayne, but uh we don't Nixon know Nixon is a type of man that annoys the shit out of me, I'd say. But I am so glad I know what I know about him. Yeah. And so I will say that I liked what I heard. But yeah, I don't think I could fully like Richard Nixon. So for that, I'm sorry, Jack. But I'm I sorry, love you, Jack, Jack for bringing but I love the, you, Jack. a positive side to realizing that all these people are like, um, you know, there's 360 degrees of Richard Nixon. Right. And uh, he's done some bad things. Just but he's like done Britney some good Spears. Things. Just like Britney Spears. Degrees. Just like Taylor Swift. <laughs> so true. These are human beings. They're not just good or bad. So that's always yeah. a good reminder. They're not just masks. They're not just rubber masks that's that we true. put on that at you, Halloween to yeah. rob a bank. Um, now, before we get out of here, guys, we have a couple emails that I just want to give shout outs to. Uh, our fan in Toronto, Lena, who uh, got her... Love for Britney Spears rekindled by Jen Statsky. Oh, my God. And is even considering visiting Las Vegas to see the show with her husband. Lena, yes. you got to go for it. Yes, go for it. We even let Jen know, and she's fucking thrilled. Yes, that is true. Oh, my God. That's that's great news. And then Trevor, who told us he just recommended that, hey, maybe don't have anal sex. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not that great. So, Trevor, thanks for that. As a guy who's scared to have anal sex, I really appreciate it. Yeah, and speaking of anal, we did get 55 five-star reviews, so Dan will be putting his finger in my butt in the next episode. So yes. stay tuned for that. We can't yes. do it right now because we're not in a location where that's convenient. So we're in a uh, children's playground. <laughs> uh, well, Smack thank you for dab. listening, guys. Uh, yeah, please keep giving us those five-star reviews. I think they help us yeah. like be noticed on iTunes and if not it's just kind of nice to know that people are uh, if you keep giving them to us who knows what we'll do next too. yeah who knows who knows I might murder Dan maybe live I want it I want it so bad <laughs> and um thanks for all the emails and stuff too guys yeah we, any opinions on the Knicks yes let us know we love you guys we love you very much thank you and for that reason you should go night night right now get in that bed get in that big fluffy bed yeah pull your pants down so your sheets touch your wainer and your butts no pull pull put on your nightgown pull it up oh yeah pull up your nightgown or pull down your pajama pants good good boy good girl good night good night that was a headgum podcast 